Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Welcome to the following on podcast from Talk Sport. I'm John Norman and alongside me, Jared Kimber. What a privilege it is to look back on day five at Lords. It ended in a draw, but I tell you what, if five days of cricket, which ends in a draw, is the worst thing that can possibly happen in life. And I want to be there uh, when one of these sides wins a game of cricket. Absolutely insane stuff here at Lords, where it's just started to tip it down um, just moments after the final delivery was bowled by Jack Leach. So much to talk about and uh, so much to look back upon. Thanks for joining us on the following on podcast from TalkSport. Wow, that was pretty intense. Tell you what, I can't remember the last time I felt this uh, knackered on a Sunday evening. It almost reminds me of, you know, back in the day, uh, before I had children and a career when I used to uh, go out from Wednesday through to Sunday and then find myself thinking, how on earth am I going to go to work in the morning? I am emotionally dry, drained after that. I'm not sure how you feel or the players, but uh, that was pretty intense today. Uh, yeah, it's been pretty intense at Lords for a while now. There was a World Cup and then there was the Ireland Test and there was yesterday and then there was today. It, it's just getting ridiculous, isn't it? It, it? Everything seems to happen at this ground and I'm not sure we've had a good pitch for any of them. I think we've had a quite ordinary pitch at all times. And the cricket has just been... The cricket doesn't care about the pitch at this point. And, uh, you know, it, it could, that last review that England did, I just want to go back on that, that sort of thing where everyone was so emotionally in, in involved. They're not just talking about the England, England players. Everyone was like, you should review... Oh, that's so close. It was missing by a mile. And, and in the end, the people are going to look back at this guy, oh, well, they got there. You know, they were six down. You know, they... they but, it's a bit like that review where it felt a lot, lot closer. Uh, let's start at the top. Player of the day. 
Um, well, uh, he didn't take to the field today, so it's got to be Steve Smith. It is Steve Smith. How is it not Steve Smith? <laughs> Incredible. I mean, we talked about yesterday, we didn't think he should come back out there. I'm not saying they got the concussion um, decision wrong, but we didn't think he should be out there on the ground regardless. He certainly didn't look like someone who should be uh, facing 90-mile-an-hour bowling, 95-mile, 96-mile, depending on who's bowling. 96.1 mile. <laughs> um, bowling. So, yeah, I think... You know, the fact that it, it all went on today, I, I think uh, hopefully he just gets better now. He was telling Justin Langer he wanted to get on the on the honours board and Justin Langer goes, if a guy wants to go out there, you let him go out there. No, you don't. You protect his safety. He clearly shouldn't have been on the field yesterday. Uh, I, you know, in, in some ways it's almost the concussion was a... Um, a relief because it meant he could, didn't have to keep coming back out because he would have been out there in the middle then <laughs> batting still. So uh, it's Steve Smith's player of the day because Steve Smith is always player of the day. He'll be player of the day in Leeds and he's not there. I disagree. I think that Steve Smith is story of the day. I think player of the day is Ben Stokes. You know, there's been lots of talk about uh, England's misfiring middle order. This is a guy that if he was out last night at the end of day four, I think England probably would have rolled um, the fact that Nathan Lyon didn't review the LBW or the team and that drop by David Warner when Stokes was on six or something stupid. Yeah, dropped on six and should have been given out LBW on six. He also edged between wicketkeeper and slipped, didn't he, first ball. Stokes today, I thought, he did what he did at Edgbaston, actually. He changed his innings. First ball of the day was a short delivery from Patrick Cummins, I think, and he tried to cut it. Uh, straight off. I mean, and that was exactly the same way he went about things at Edgbaston. It was a calculated assault. Um, it wasn't wild abandon, but, you know, half an hour in, Joss Butler at the other end, who'd obviously gone in with a different tactic, he'd added two runs to score. Stokes had added 20. There'd been a couple of plays and misses. There'd been some great shots down the ground. And essentially, it looked like England had a game plan. And Stokes was playing to that game plan. And actually, he was playing as a as a team man because he would have got absolutely pelters if he got out to that first ball of the day he didn't he went on he scored the century then had a bit of fun that set the rest of the day up and if it wasn't for that innings uh, then we wouldn't be standing here at half past seven marveling at another wonderful day of test cricket so you're saying ben stokes is player of the day i know what you're about to say you're wrong you're wrong well, see, if our <laughs> producer Lucy could just edit out the last section where Jared was talking about the concussion situation and edit it in so it's now story of the day, that'll probably do us favour. I think that's story of the day. Um, but if you think that that is play of the day, then what is story of the day? Story of the day is the concussion. <laughs> it can be both. You can be story of the it day. It can't be both. I, I, sorry. We are cheating the listeners of their valuable time. Can you take me through the, the playing conditions of the, uh, the podcast, please, to see what ground rules we put down? Uh, yes, I can. Um, no, it is story of the day. Although you could say that story of the day ends up being how close the game is. And, you know, uh, you, at time, you know we, how much time did we lose from this test match? And, uh, I tell you, we lost the entire first day and we only had 23 overs on day three. Some of that was made up, but not much of it. And then we lost 10 overs today as well. Well, as I was coming into the ground, the, 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 fl- the streets were starting to flood around the ground as I came in. I didn't think I'd see any cricket. We lost so much cricket. So to get to a point where we were that close to a result uh, shows how poor both teams bat. <laughs> um, but also, you know, how exciting it was. So, yeah, maybe the end of the day is... Um, is player of the day and Steve Smith is um, uh, player of the day. Wait, I got that wrong, didn't I? You know what I mean. What I mean is Steve Smith is player of the day and the, uh, 
and, and the rest doesn't matter. You know what I've got to say about that? You're wrong. You're wrong. Ball of the day. I hope you made notes on this one, because I haven't. <laughs> uh, it's the one where Manus Labashane almost lost his face. Was it his second ball right oh, in the grill? What am I talking about? It's obvious, yeah. <laughs> uh, what a bouncer. In fact, I'm not even sure it was the best bouncer that Joffre bowled to him, but it was the one that completely shook him. And also, it, it's this is where this whole concussion and being manly and all this sort of stuff is so... No, he gets hit in the face. He bounces back up. And looks at Jofra. He's clearly in shock, right? And then you see the, 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 some of the extra Australian players going, oh, look, good body language. He doesn't know what's happened. He's just been hit in the face. The, the, the grill almost went through the back of his head. He had no idea. And, like, you know, good luck to him for, for standing back up and continuing to bat and batting so well. But what an incredible ball it was. And another incredible period where Jofra looked like he was going to, you know, basically take someone's head off almost every ball. Uh, the way he sprung back to his feet was like a, a boxer when he's been knocked to the canvas and he gets straight back to his feet and he's trying to tell the referee, I'm fine, oh, that was just a joke. He knocked me down, he pushed me, he pushed me, I slipped, I'm definitely fine. And then he realises he's talking to the referees behind him and, he's like, <laughs> and it's all a bit horrible. But yeah, I mean, it was an incredible moment of the day. I can't believe I didn't remember it. Maybe it was so obvious, that's why I didn't write it down. But it also... Um, brought back into focus what happened yesterday. And then, of course, following on from that, he did the same thing in slightly less you know, dramatic circumstances to Matthew Wade, again, who actually didn't even look like he'd noticed he'd been hit on the helmet. But still, this is a guy that was uh, you know, bowling bombs, as it were. You mentioned this Lord's track and the pitches that we've had for these wonderful games of cricket. I saw a Crickviz stat, I think it was, that said it's the second slowest or lowest Lord's pitch since 2005. So imagine what Archer can do on a pitch with bounce and pace. We'll see next week. Or this week. What, I don't know what... Is, do, you, do you count the week starting on a Monday? Because some people like to... Like a, you know, it is this week. Yeah. Okay, cool. Shot of the day. So I made a few notes on this earlier on in the piece and then I just got so wrapped up in what I was watching. There was a, a couple of driven fours from Butler against Lyon. He was quite slow early on. Um, the first of which I thought was uh, was quite exquisite. And then uh, Stokes, I don't know if you remember that actually. It was a full delivery on his pads and the, Tim Payne knew that this was declaration batting by this point and he stationed a a fielder out at just in forward of deep square, one at fine leg. It was full on the pads. And Stokes used his wrists and power to basically flick the ball and bisect them both. And that, for me, was my shot of the day. What about you? Mine was when Marnus uh, got one of the other bouncers, maybe, maybe an over or two uh, after he got hit in the head, and he somehow managed to arch his back all the way back and lean and get out of the way of what was, I think, maybe the scariest bouncer that Joffre actually bowled in the whole time. So my shot of the day is a leave, but what a leave. It was, it was uh, 70% limbo. Do you know what? Cameron Bancroft did the same thing. It was probably the best thing he's going to do all series, apart from that catch at short leg. Um, he, again, it was another ridiculous bouncer from Archer, and he did uh, the limbo dance to get out of the way, so credit to him. Well, it's one of the greatest draws at one of the greatest settings between the two greatest rivals, so surely there can't be an anodyne press conference moment of the day involving Tim Payne. And first off, Joe Root. Gave ourselves a good amount of overs to, to try and create things, and Sometimes you need absolutely everything to go for you. I might look back at the odd missed opportunity, but all in all, it was a fantastic effort. You know, from start of the day, that partnership between Joss and Ben in the up to lunch, uh, and then the way we, they went through the gears, Ben in particular was was brilliant. So to get us to that score, knew we knew that 
was going to be very difficult for Australia to, to get any sort of result out of the game and the ball was put in a real good shift um, and credit to Australia they managed to hang on. So the series stays at 1-0 but with Joffre Archer now involved, the whole dynamic has changed, hasn't it? Jeff? It seems so. Um, you know, he's coming in and he's, he's really has made a massive impact. Um, added a different dynamic to our bowling group, um, and you know, I think has given Australia something different to think about. Um, so it's it's really pleasing to see someone come in on Test debut and really shake up things um, and you know, live up to the. The hype, if you like, even some of the hype that he put on himself, um, I think is it's really pleasing to see. And um, yeah, it makes for a very interesting last three games. Tim, um, how is Steve and what are his chances of playing at Headingley? Um, <clears throat> believe it or not, over my 18 years of being a cricketer, I haven't been to um, university. Um, so I'm taking the advice, as Stephen is from our doctors at the moment, um, the advice is at the moment that he pulled up a bit groggy this morning, so he was ruled out of today. Uh, reasons being that after passing some initial tests, he failed this morning, um, and he'll be reassessed um, in the next few days, probably constantly, I would imagine. Um, and Joe Reeves not suggested Joffre Archer's changed the dynamic a little bit of the series and giving you guys something to think about. What would you say to that? Uh, it's 1-0. We go to a test match next week in Leeds. We're in a, in a great position. We're happy with the position we're in. Um, I thought Joffre bowled really well in this game. Um, as I said, I thought, particularly in the first innings, I think they, we faced 100-odd overs. So there was times, periods of times where I thought we batted really well, um, played Joffre well. I think at times he's, he's very difficult to start your innings against because of the pace and the bounce that he gets. Um, but again, I think guys who got in, um, showed that it is it is doable so um, look, guys have been around bowling 145, 150k for a long time and um, it's a challenge so that's why we're playing test cricket Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out My solution is Plush Care Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey they can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine 
and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean, there truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. How can you possibly have a rant of the day after this day, Jarrah Kimber? I mean, I don't. <laughs> Was that a question? Um, I don't what about... Sorry. Go on. I, I don't have one. It's not so much of a rant, but do you think that after the events of... Look at Mitchell Johnson. He even runs funny when he's not got a cricket ball in his hand. There is a world exclusive for you. Yeah. Do you think that with the notion of four-day test matches may have been put to bed, certainly during this summer and maybe moving forward for the next year or so, uh, not just because this test match wouldn't have occurred in the manner that it did if it had been a four-day test match, but it does seem to have gone a little bit quiet. It's almost like they, the powers that be, I, I feel, with the island test being a four-day test affair, that's, that's more where we're going. The big nations will continue to play five-day test cricket. England against India, India against Australia, England against whatever, South Africa, yada, yada. But when you get teams like Bangladesh or Sri Lanka or whoever coming over to England, that's where you're going to see. And it's actually going to go a little bit more two-tier. Well, the thing is, why they want the four-day test in England specifically is they want to run it from Thursday to Sunday like a golf event, right? So if that's the case, you can't really have that two-tier because that, that, that's a thing then. So Saturday becomes day three and Sunday becomes day four and, you know, it, it becomes like the golf. And, you know, you, hopefully you have the odd close match and, 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 and you have the weekend all the time. It doesn't really make sense if you do it only for some nations then. I, I, I don't know, but realistically... Um, I don't think it makes sense. Put it this way. If you look at um, the history of cricket, when Test Cricket first started, they said no one has time for a game that goes three days in England. That was in, eight, in the 1800s. We've gone to five days. If it survived this long for five days, I don't see any massive benefit for four days. And I also don't think it's fair on fast bowlers because uh, they are the ones who are going to have to bowl the extra overs in that, in that short of period of time. Also, I think we've proven it is impossible to bowl more than about... 87 overs a day, unless you do go to half seven, which is what we've done today. Not quite a rant of the day, more of a, uh, an inquiry. Not a polite one, but an inquiry. Uh, unlike this other day, I mean, I suppose you could say Labishane with that catch. Was it a catch? Was it not a catch? Jared Kimber, it seems like Twitter, I avoid Twitter, I can't be bothered with it half the time. It seems if you're Australian, you think it wasn't a catch. And if you're English, you think it wasn't a catch. <laughs> Um, look, I think it was given out soft signal. I thought he probably caught it, but the cameras were never going to show it that he caught it. So I didn't have a huge problem with it. I mean, but his, his um, unlucky of the day goes well beyond that. Imagine being told that you have to fill in for Steve Smith and then realise that you have to face Joffre Archer and then being hit in the face by Joffre Archer. I mean, it was unlucky on top of unlucky on top of unlucky, wasn't it? So um, I, I thought he did really well. He finally batted well. And then, of course, he was, he, he was out. Although, you know, it's... It's, there's a certain point where it was a bit of a weird shot and he kind of should have been caught from it anyway. So I don't know how unlucky he was. But he was certainly unlucky in life, but got a test 50. So that's okay, isn't it? I'd say so. I'm just watching over your shoulder, actually. I got a little bit uh, distracted. It was just showing the highlights from Steve Smith getting felled again yesterday. Still, it still makes you wince. Low of the day. 
absolutely brilliant moment when we all all waiting for a big LBW on the big screen and everyone's having a look and they're waiting for the for the three red lights or the two red lights and the green light, whatever it's going to be. Is he going to be out, LBW? And as the ball pitches on the pitch, Hawkeye dies, <laughs> completely dies. And to be fair to everyone, rather than everyone going, oh, bloody technology, everyone went, that's pretty funny. It was pretty funny. I forgot about that. It was, was it Bearstow or Stokes? It was Stokes. Stokes, Stokes yeah. wasn't it? And you kind of knew it wasn't going to be out as well. So that took the draw, that took the tension out of it. So Siddle was laughing. Stokes knew he was in. He was laughing. Aussies were like, well, it was quite funny. Yeah, no, that, that was very good. You know, it, you know when, when Hawkeye can have a blue screen and we can all have a bit of a laugh, I think that's very fair. Mistake of the day. First mistake of the day for me is the fact that uh, Joe Root seems so smitten with Joffre Archer. And we're all smitten with Joffre Archer. You are definitely smitten with Joffre Archer. He scares me a bit, actually. <laughs> he's so smitten with him that he's decided to bowl him for all the overs. I think yeah. he bowled more than 50% of England's overs in, the, in this uh, match, from what I could tell. Chris Wokes, who has a bowling average of negative 17, basically didn't bowl. Right, he he bowled three overs in, in that innings, and he's one of the best bowlers in Lords there's ever been. Uh, but somehow Tim Payne, by pulling the ball, now Tim Payne, let me tell you about Tim Payne. Incredibly organised batsman, uh, very good technique, very good temperament, uh, terrible puller of the ball. He was maybe once a good puller of the ball. He certainly isn't in Test cricket. Why would you be pulling a fast bowler at that time of the night when it was already getting dark? We had four shadows. You know, foreshadows is not a bad name for a uh, cricket blog these days. Foreshadows is when it gets dark and you have the lights on mm. and, and you suddenly have the foreshadows around. And that's the point where we usually walk off. We had foreshadows for about an hour today and no one even went off. You know, if it's that dark, you shouldn't be pulling Joffre Archer. I mean, that's the whole thing. Of, uh, we got to a point in the game where we took Joffre Archer off because it was unsafe to face him. It had been unsafe to face him the entire test. Uh, going back to the comment you made about Joe Root wanting to play Joffrey Archer from both ends, you know sometimes they call out for an extra helmet. Well, next time they're going to call out for an extra helmet. He's going to pull out a Chris Wokes mask and give it to Joffrey and say, go and bowl from the other end, please, Joffrey. Um, actually, do you know what? There was another mistake of the day. No tea. There was no tea. Oh, day five at Lords. I mean, I've never seen such scenes of righteousness and rioting from the assembled media hacks here at Lords. We all went down. We'd, and let's not forget that had been a two and a half hour session, okay? And we knew we had another big whopping session to come. We ran down the stairs. We went out the back. Was there any cake? No. Was there any sandwiches? No. Was there any tea? Yeah, there was. But there was no sandwiches and cake. Out of order. <laughs> there was also cookies. Um, but there was, no, there was none of the other things that you said. And look, this is the problem. Lords is pushing this four-day test match too far. Yeah. Okay, you can't just not feed us. Also, chicken on day five of a test match. Come on, Lords, you can do better. This is free food, and it's of high quality, and we expect it for all five days. Do you know what happened to me yesterday? I've just realised. I was late to lunch, right? So I didn't see anyone in front of me getting their helpings of lamb. How was I supposed to know that we were supposed to get two lamb chops? I only got one. I thought it was a bit skinny, big bit of fat on it as well. You would have eaten that. I don't. Either way, by the time I took my plate up to my broadcast position, and Guy Swindles pointed out that he'd had two lamb chops, I was too embarrassed to go back. I would have gone back. I would definitely have gone back. I love how we've just seen one of the most incredible test matches we've ever been to. We were finished with lamb chops. We can't finish with lamb chops because there's still one category to come. Moment of the day. So anyway, I really should have gone back and asked for another <laughs> lamb chop. Uh, moment of the day. 
I, I think it's Joffre versus Armanis. Uh, you know, yet again, we got to see it all going on. Although, as I've said that, it's Joe Denley's catch, isn't it? What a catch! <laughs> oh my days! How have we even got this far without even talking about? Jo- do you know? There's one thing about that catch. And tell me about the lamb chop. <laughs> <laughs> Look, do you know what? There is this split second when you're watching. Well, any live sport actually. It's the moment when a player hits an outrageous volley from 30 yards and the keeper is diving to save it and you and the crowd think the ball's going to Rosette and then you just realise, hang on, that's going in the top corner. And you have exactly the same thing in cricket when the ball is hit towards an expanse of area and the fielder you can see jumping acrobatically. That happens quite a lot, right? But you just have this split second. I don't know how long it is when you realise that the fielder thinks he can catch the ball. And then the catch is taken. And wow, what a moment that was. No, definitely. It's that thing where he's sort of intersecting with reality. How many times do you see someone play a full-blooded pull shot like that? And the ball just flies through and it goes for four. And, and no one ever worries about it. And then there's that one time, and there's that, that, as you say, that split second where you, your body changes because you're like, he's got it. And he's got it. And just the athleticism there. I mean, I, I was thinking at the time it might be the last thing that Joe Denley does on a test field. He then got to bowl um, a couple of overs later. But if his career finishes there, he's, he's had a late blooming career. He's come back. He's been handy for the England team. Uh, he's a good 14th man more often than not. But they've had to put him in the test side because they're struggling. If you're going to go out, you go out with a one-handed hanger. Look, when I look back at Ram Prakash's career, I think of that catch. Was it 98 at Melbourne, which turned the game? Maybe that's what we remember about Joe Denley. I don't know. Possibly, though, it's Jason Roy dropping Travis Head at second slip that sees him out the team. And that catch of Joe Denley at mid-wicket that sees him back in it. Who knows, Jarrah Kimber? So I certainly just don't. Just one lamb chop. Oh, mate, don't get me going. Worst test ever. Um, Look, sorry to uh, end on such uh, a sour note, but that does bring us to the end of this following on podcast at the end of a pulsating Lords test match. Do you know what? When England were 138 for six on day two, it looked like this Ashes might be over by this point, but it is very much alive as we head to Headingley. See what I did there? And uh, look forward to that third test match. Myself and Jared will be back with a preview on Wednesday and then following play at the end of every day's play. The weather set fair. I don't think we're going to have a five-day affair, but thanks for joining us. If you like uh, what you hear, be sure to subscribe on Acast or iTunes and join us on Wednesday. But that's pretty much it. Thanks for listening. This is Following On. The Following On podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.com. 
org forward slash cricket today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 